Remember the times when we were kids playing <laughs> war games in your yard? Wasn't the one I picked. Everybody had to be a hero and get one in the heart. Night would call, fall and we'd call a truce and all go home. Years went by, we were average guys playing life by rule of thumb. Till a man came on the TV talking about war like he wanted one. He said, everybody line up backs to the wall till your number's called. You've got to go and be a hero. <laughs> I've got a new game for all you boys. It's war without a choice. Compulsory hero. Just try and make it home. Say, so, well, it could have been compulsory AO. Well, I was waiting for it. Well, tomorrow's Remembrance Day, and I felt maybe that's a little bit of disrespect to the diggers yeah. to jump in on that song, but 1927, Compulsory Hero, if anyone would like to throw that song on and have a listen through it, the uh, lyrics seem to get a little more relevant as it rolls along. So, Haven't heard that one for a very <clears> long time. Yeah, it's a good song. No, and when I typed it into Spotify, 1927, a couple more beauties come up as well, so... Uh, yeah. They had some cracker tunes, actually, 1927. They did indeed. What was the name of the singer? You could bloody belt out a tune. I can't remember his name. I did say they were touring last year or something, I think. They're doing the pub scene or something. Yeah. Still doing their thing. Was it Dean or? Oh, I can't remember. Dean. Yeah. Anyway. So to all our diggers, past and present, you know, have a great day tomorrow. Remembrance mm. Day on the 11th. Get your poppies out. Yep. And you're telling us, mate, it's episode 33. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we've got this one right. <laughs> Last one was 31 slash 32. It was yeah. 31, but we made it 32. I think yeah. I've been labelling them wrong too, haven't I? Oh, we stuffed you up big time. Yeah, yeah no, we did. We threw the whole system into disarray since we tried to tighten the magazine a bit tighter to the release. Anyway, we're under control now. Yeah, well, I reckon I might introduce our guest into the studio. Go for it. I may go a bit fanboy and be lost for words, but uh, welcome to the studio, Hud Johnson. Of custom builds by Hud Johnson. How are you going, mate? Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, really well. Thanks, really well. <clears throat> and I've sort of yeah, had a little chat to you off air before about the fact that uh, one of your dad's cars back in the day sort of taught custom cars Oz how to deal with things that they didn't quite understand. And I got in and defended the car on its grill, and all of a sudden uh, we got more build photos. We got the story about your dad. We got the story about you from one of our members. And we also got a photo of a pretty killer pickup as well. So, yeah, no, really good. To, last two years later, here I am chatting with you. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is. Yeah, no, thanks heaps for making the time available, mate. That's all right, any time. No worries at all. Now, what do we want to do? General business. General business. Yeah, I don't have a lot of general business. Um, yeah, I can give you an Asher update that we were out at the airport yesterday and. Shave four-tenths off its personal best on the eighth mile. You know, we're not pushing hard, but 991 compared to a 1031 last time and a few ideas about how we can keep sneaking up on it. <laughs> not bad for a bloody dirty old 308 and a 48 Nash. Yeah. That was a good day. We went out, out there for a look and probably not a lot of cars, but a lot of cars probably four hours away. One car I really needed to see. One car I've been promised I was going to get taken to visit and uh, the Endeavour EH with the Windsor in it. 
which he said hasn't been out since 2006, which is 16 years, but I can't remember it. Like I remember it 30 years plus since I last saw it. I'm pretty sure I've seen it <clears throat> as a kid. You said that too. The minute mm. you saw it, you realised as a kid you'd seen it out there. So, mm. no, really good. And Adrian that owns that car was smiling that hard that I think it's not going back to stay in the shed. I think he'll be out a bit more, get mm. a bit more active around the car. So, yeah. Um, said it was, yeah, I don't know. I was honoured to meet him. He reckons he was honoured to meet me. But I think it was just you go up and tell someone you love what they've done, you love their car and their legacy. It sort of flows through. So, you got anything else you. Oh, I just had a little, little note with the general business. Mm-hmm. The uh, Obviously, we've seen the Smody winner, Jazzy. Yep. That's <laughs> definitely coming up in our episode. Jazzy got, got through. But, um, again, sore loser. In sore the, loser in the, syndrome. I, I just, I just can't, can't take it. Like, it's a public vote. Like, yeah. um, you know, I'm not going to name names, but there, there was a, there was a, a smarty contender that I follow on the on the Instagram and he was flicking through and, you know, had a song saying bullshit, bullshit or something. This isn't this is what they this isn't a street machine and it's all a, this sort of stuff. It's a mini truck, like, not a street machine. Whatever, mate. <clears throat> like, there's just no need for it. You the you know, you didn't win. Fucking get over it. You don't have to look very hard at Jasmine Green's story to realise that you probably don't attack her. Like, you know, well, look, there's gonna... a, there's a few, there's a few factors here, and I, I was sort of thinking about it. You know, like the last three winners have all been green trucks, green Utes, green, you know, yeah. whatever. The colours are relevant. That they've all been Utes, right? Yeah. So that little group of uh, builders, or or yeah, that subset of People that like the Utes and the and the trucks and all that, there's a huge following in that scene in that space. And you've seen in the last two years of Street Machine, there's been a Ute or a truck, you know, yeah. a Chevy or a F truck in it just about every yeah, just about every edition. So they're going to have a lot of votes. Yeah, and we don't have a Ute, we don't have an Australian mini truck magazine as far well, as no. I know. You know, Street Machine are doing a great thing by picking up these builds that are probably used to be outside their demographic. Yeah. I guess they've got you? to pick it up. Yeah. But they've, they've they've got a lot of votes potentially anyway because they're they're a huge close knit family. Yep. Um, the last two like Chad won it with the HR. Yep. You could probably call that a street machine, I guess. But yep. he's in that circle yeah. of friends. Yeah. Jazzy's won it. Aaron Gregory. Yeah, well, I can't really remember Aaron Gregory's story. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I was, you know, obviously buying the mag, but I wasn't, you know, in the Instagram and that sort of side of things. But Chad campaigned pretty hard. Yep. Jazzy campaigned pretty hard. Yep. I didn't see this bloke that was sooking, didn't see one post. Yep. One post about anything. Yeah. I mean, it all, in this day and age, if you're not on the electronic side of things, you... Mm -hmm. You're destined to fail. And and to speak on Chad and Jazzy as well, they learnt the process through building their cars. That was my next point. You know, Chad Chad was coming in in the morning looking at repairs he'd done and said that's atrocious and cutting them out and doing them again. Like the amount of work he put into that build that he'd never done before. And and Jazzy, the same deal, you know, mm. just looking for a bit of advice. But every part of that from the wiring to the fab to the paint, she did the whole lot. I think there can be, uh, you know? we said it last year mm-hmm. when Chad won, I think there comes, yeah, 
Smoty is about the car, but there's also it's starting to be proven that it's also about the story. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So, um, and you know, it, look, you look at Smoty. It could have been any one of those cars. Yeah. Um, and you know, well, we're probably going to get back into it too because that's definitely. But anyway, that was just my general business. I just, I no. mean, <laughs> look, no. you, you beat you. You were nominated. You didn't pay to get into the bloody. You know, it wasn't a paid competition. You didn't enter a car show. You were nominated by the people at and Story Riders at Street Machine. Yeah. Be thankful for that. Don't have a sook because you probably expected to take out the grand, you know, the, the big prize just because yeah. you've got a, you know, sweet car. And we know Jazzy and we know Chad both would have walked away on that nomination and felt good about it. Oh, yeah. They didn't have to win. I think I'm going to have to get know? one of those You Can't Park With Us T-shirts. Yeah, no, I think so. I think we all need them. I reckon that, that's very, very... Uh, yeah, more okay. relevant now that she's won the Smoky. I yeah. think that's a bloody ripper T-shirt. Yeah, well, I reckon it's probably time now to bring our guest back in yep. to the conversation. To our Never Late Eight We've got our series. Never Late Eight questions, mate. Did you get a glance? Did Joe give you a glance across the questions, Hud? Oh, sort of. Sort of? Uh, yeah. Well, let's, let's fire away. And I know that your old man was building cars for bloody early summer nats and stuff too, so I'll be interested to know what... Yep. When uh, when little Hud first, uh, what, what his first car related memory would be, or maybe even you know like when you decided the cars were what you wanted to do. Um, memory wise, it was just going to the shows like Bankstown and stuff in Sydney as a kid with Dad. Yep. Like at the wool, shed, wool sheds of Yonora and stuff, like all the static shows there. Yep. So that's the memories as far as like car wise, and then just. Like when I was 13, I got me XL Falcon for yep. building experience. Yep. So where it all kicked off, really. Nah, bloody awesome. And I like, yeah, I love that Falcon. And just there, it's three different incarnations and stuff. So yeah. anyone who's got good manners, by the way, if you stay, hit up a join request with Custom Cars Oz, the group, um, yeah, by all means. Because, yeah, I want to thank you too, mate, for all dropping all that content in there for our members. Yeah, no, as, as I get it, I'll try and share it on now. Yeah, no, that's really good because I know you've got your own YouTube, you've got your own Facebook presence and that too. So. Oh, thank you to my wife. For all that, <laughs> before that, I had no, didn't even have a mobile phone for yeah. the last four years. Probably Joe. a good way to stay, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they say you got a flip phone, mate. Is that the reality? That's right. Yep. <laughs> that's that's right. Can't, do it. can't do this on it. Oh, I'm bloody jealous already. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think... Um, but Joe and I, I think we've got the same idea, you know, got to get those stories out there so they're there yeah, for that, people to listen help. to. Yeah, and uh, she's done some beautiful stuff around the 34, which we'll get to that too. Um, yeah. So do you want to take us through the uh, Falcon at 13, mate, because that comes under probably number two first car, I guess. Yeah, first car, um, yeah, building experience, 13, got it. And then um, just me and Dad teaching me how to build cars. Yep. And by the time I was 16, I was able to get my license in that vehicle. Yep. So, Absolutely. and then it just um, done the summer nats with it, my first summer nats, summer nats four, yep. that car. Yep. And then, yeah, then it just got rehashed from there on. Yeah, no, it's pretty smooth, the last incarnation of it, too. I'm sort of starting to realise, you know, even. I went back and looked at the FJ, your old man build, after looking over some of the cars that you'd posted and just realised how this how smooth that one is too. But you know, the, the X Dub, like it looks like it looks like a cartoon in the final stages of that build. You know, so yeah, they do get that a bit that way. Yeah, no, I love it, absolutely love it. So, um, 
what would you say is the favourite car that you've owned in your life? Well, first of all, what what vintage are you, mate? What year did that he had? Uh, 1972, I was born. Oh, yeah. There you go. So I'm 50, yeah. Oh, there you go. I've got three years on you, mate. It's just, you know, it doesn't get any better. I'll give you the tip the next three years. <laughs> it's, back to the question, it's, it's hard to pick a favourite car. Yep. Like your first car tends to be like, I've got a soft spot for the XL Ford I first built. Yeah. So that's what I learned on. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of stayed with me and probably like the FJ for the amount of work that was in that car, that's, yeah. that's probably probably the favourite one. Um, that's probably the one I should have kept, yeah. like, before honesty. Yeah. But and we had to move them on to, that's the way we financed the next build type of thing. We would build the car and then we would end up selling it and, move to the next project. Well, that's what Barry Simpson sort of alerted the group to at Custom Cars Oz was the fact that everything was built on a really tight budget, you know. It was. Um, <laughs> as you see in a lot of the builds, like I'd move wheels onto another car off the previous one. Sometimes the motors and gearboxes got moved to the next project. That's how the FJ went from the 40 pickup yep. to the Toyota V8 into the FJ and the diff and yeah. just to save on buying driveline stuff. And plenty of six-cylinder builds, I suppose, was that part of the six-cylinder builds along the way too, just to keep that. Yeah, it was because for me it was. Oh, sorry, uh, for me it was cheap to do. Yeah. Um, they were available. Yeah. Like, just using Falcon sixes, though, you could tend to turn them up at that time pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't go too bad. A 2V250, they didn't go too bad when you modified them. No, absolutely. Yeah, should be more of that. Being more of them getting around now, I'd like to see. So. Um. Do you want to take us on to number four, Adrian? Because I've seen you on the show, mate. Biggest, uh, oh, well, any any regrets worth mentioning? Any any regretful sales? Uh, the FJ, of course. <laughs> I, I would have liked to keep it. Yeah. Um, the, my first car, the XL Ford, um, I sold it to a, a bloke that rode it off the third time he drove it. Uh, yeah. Mm. It turns out when I got the story off him, he used to have a Falcon Longitude at the time, and he used to drive it at 80. And he said, I drove your Falcon at 80, and it didn't take the bottom corner. <laughs> one was in K's, one was in mile an hour. Uh, <laughs> that's what made the issue there. Couldn't work it out. Bloody yeah. hell. Well, I did have a mate with a uh, Leyland 4.4 and a Datsun 180B Triple S that reckons the number on that yellow sign on the corner tells you how fast to go. You've just got to double it. <laughs> <laughs> but he won he won rally titles and all sorts of stuff. Old Nat Scott, he was a legend. <laughs> Many missed opportunities, mate. Is there anything you could have bought that maybe you didn't buy along the way or you just seem to be more driven to build anyway? Yeah, to build, yeah. Oh, just recently there's one thing I, I missed out on, which I should have, was a alloy block slant motor, alloy block. Well, yep. Sale in Australia and I was too late to get it for my new project. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh, there was, you go. That was one regret. That was only two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, well, that's probably why it happened. We nearly organised this two weeks ago, so you had to have a regret come along, you know, or a missed yeah. opportunity turn up in the meantime. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, very cool. Um, number five, we touch on favourite car event. Um, have you got... Oh, yeah. That would be something that's, of course. Yeah. Because I've been going there 30 years, like... Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, hands down, that's for me is favourite event. Um, plus, like Motor X, you can't knock Motor X. I like going there as well, but a lot of the little stuff too, like Ballot Rod Run, bits and pieces like that, I get up to every yeah. now and then. Yeah, Vela gets um, a lot of love. It gets a lot from down south, heading to Vela. 
Yeah. And a lot of little stuff like when they used to have it, like Cowrie used to have a show over there with Barry and stuff, but now they don't run it anymore. But a lot of little stuff's good as well. Yeah, yeah, well, was um was probably the last one, one of the – yeah, has that got a special place in your heart, the unveil on the 34 and – you know. It has, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's was, but it just I was annoyed in myself because I never got it to the level I wanted in yeah. the time frame. Yeah, I've picked up on that too. Yeah, yeah it wasn't finished for the, uh, getting it down there enough to get it there, but not not to the level I like. You can't spe- you can't spend three hundred hours polishing an engine block and finish a car, mate. I don't think it works no, like that. Right. But that's definitely the smoothest cross flow engine I have ever seen. You know, like <laughs> without a doubt. Only because it's visible in that engine bay with no side curtains, the way I did the side. Yeah. I just wanted the motor to look pretty neat, so. Yeah. But we get we touch on it a bit, I suppose, with the Jasmine Green Hilux and, you know, with a few other builds, though. You know, it's the stuff that doesn't cost you money. It's only time and labour and effort, you know, and, it, you know, you That's can right. reap, reap rewards off those efforts for sure. If you can. Yeah. No. And it's the only way to keep the cost down, too. Like, if you start to have to farm that out to a shop or to anybody, it just runs into dollars. Yeah. If you're working on a tight budget, it's difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, six, mate. Uh, number six, dream car. Any uh, dream car or even a, a, a lineup, a dream garage, you, you might, if, if, if you have a uh, you know, huge 60 million Powerball win, is there anything you'd, you'd stuff a shed full of? Oh, a lot of custom cars, I suppose. Yep. Would be ideal. Barris customs and stuff. Yep. Like, if you, get afford, or if you can afford to get hold of them. Yeah. Well, that's it. They're all really fine in their feet now. Even mate in Ballarat was saying, if you wanted a custom Merc right now, you're looking at about 150 to kick off, whereas, yeah. you know, it's where the, all of a sudden it's overtaken. The, they're overtaking the original cars, you know, by bloody you know, two or threefold. Yep. Awesome Plus, to see. And there's a garage down at Wellington. It's a nearby town that I would probably buy, and it's an old garage-look building and just have a nice shop there. That'd be... Yeah. Dream garage for yeah. me. Mm. That'd be the perfect retirement plan. It would be. <laughs> uh, excellent. Uh, well, I had down as number six current cars for some reason. We still got our eight questions out of sync, but that's okay. Um, you want to take us through, just for the people who may not be tuned into the 34 at least, yep. but also then other projects like even the Dodge and stuff. But let's go through the 34, mate, and explain the car and the build. If you oh, could. well, the 34's... Uh, it was a car that Dad got parts for like 40 years ago. Um, he got a chassis and then ended up with a cowl and a few bits as it went along. It was a car that was always on the back burner. Dad would probably only do it a day here and a day there on it. and It went on and on. We didn't do it because he was too busy building cars for me and other people doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and then finally, we liked, like I said, we've got to get yours on the road, Dad. So, yeah. Yeah. He jumped in it, but sad. We only got two months into that, and he had a heart attack in the boot and passed away. So yeah, in a devastating so blow. A bit emotional. Yeah, and that's why it took me. I couldn't go go and work in the shed for about four years before I got back to that car. Yeah, and you can see it, like in the video stuff, and that that's up on your YouTube, and that you can too. You can see that hurt, mate, for sure. So oh, it is. You go from your virtually you lost your father, your best mate, your person you spoke to every day for come home working the shed together till like 10 o'clock at night yeah yeah a big loss uh brilliant and i touched on it we were talking i was talking to about norm beachy with a mate the other day who's got two of norm's old cars and we were just saying explained about how 
it's only when people stop using your name that you're really gone, you know. So to yeah. see you there honouring Dad and just building cars all the way and, you know, and yep. even jumping on here to tell the story, all those yeah. things, are, you know. But I'm sure, you know, you've learned all you've learned everything through him about what you're about, you know. Yep. Like, and, no, that's absolutely awesome, mate. Um, and building the Dodge. That's yeah, a, Dodge is a vehicle <laughs> that we, my, me and Joe, my wife, acquired yep it was just a we went to where her son works and there was a dodge sitting in the yard and joe fell in love with it and yeah while she was looking over it i managed to do a deal with the owner <laughs> of it <and laughs> bought it and yeah yep and it's pick up what, what year is it mate again uh, it's a 1958 dodge it's australian quarter window they call them yep um it's going to be like a shop truck we're just going to yeah, use it to um yeah tow the belly end around when i get it built and stuff and yep yeah. <clears throat> yeah, actually, that's probably a really good time too that we could talk about that Valiant building a Valiant. I guess we'd call it a bucket, would we? <laughs> yeah, it's on the it's on the T bucket version, but it's like a I want to build in the style of a sixty show rod. Yeah, like bit down that line. But using what is it now or an S series? That's a S series, but it's going to have a, some, a little bit of R series stuff on it as well. I want to use an R series boot lead and yeah. bits and pieces, and still want to run a slant motor in it and five speed and. Yeah, when it's quick change rear end and stuff in it, and yeah, no, that's yeah. cool as. We're hanging to see that one for sure. <clears throat> hey, um, we're down to number eight, are we, mate? Yep. yep. Words of wisdom. A few words of wisdom, hard. Whether it just comes to relating to people in, in your in your business, or whether it comes to people who are sort of stuck at home wishing to, they could do something, or just just have a go. Like it's there's nothing that you can't do if you put your mind to it. Yep. Like. You just ask the right people, get a bit of advice, and yeah, just have a go. Like you, you can't learn if you're not going to have a go. No, nah, absolutely. You've got to have a hands-on experience. That's the, what I've known. Yeah, like you can know it all in the textbook, but unless you have so hands-on, yeah, and you can stand it, you can stand and watch it all happen, and that doesn't mean you're going to learn anything either. And just yeah. spend it like I like to try and help people too. Like you try and pass the information on to other people, like younger generation. Yep. It's the only way it's going to evolve in it and yep. stay with us. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Actually, got one interesting one in the magazine. We've got an eight year old bloody street machine subscriber in there. I thought that was pretty cool to read that there's an eight year old kid with a street machine subscription because he's you tomorrow, yep. you know? <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Awesome, mate. Uh, well, that takes us through the uh, Never Late Eight questions. It does. There we go. We've got a bit more of a feel for the man that's about to help us review the uh, December Street Machine magazine. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Yeah, no, very cool. Well, do you want to lead us into your top car from this magazine, mate? Oh, I, I do like the real steel 911 Porsche. Mm. Ah, there you go. You and Adrian both. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, when I saw it, I mean, I would have liked to see it on the cover myself, but uh, yeah. you can't be too, uh, can't be too fussy and, um, I was just so pleased to actually see it. I've been talking about it since, since Motor X. Since been, Motor X. I've been, waiting, into our been waiting to see it. I, look, to be honest, I wasn't sure whether we would see it in here, but so glad that we did because it, it, it is um, yeah, unreal car. That was my top pick. I haven't read the article, but I'm still, I'm still really struggling to connect to it. I don't know why. Oh, I, I just I love Porsches. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan, but... Yeah. The only thing of criticism I will say is, I mean, as good as the photos are, I don't really, 
think it sells the car. No, they it just doesn't show enough. No, they'll really, like. I mean, I get what they're trying to do. They're making, trying to make a good photo and look good and look a bit artsy and 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 look. I respect that, but I think being in the magazine, I think they should have maybe shone a bit more light on it. It just the photos are very dark. You can't get a real vibe of the like the stuff that's on that car. Like, have you you've seen in the flesh hunt? No, I haven't seen the flesh. I've just seen pictures of it at Motorrex. Yeah, and stuff. like just uh, reading the amount of machine oh, parts, and detail, and little bit of stuff they've done. Yeah. Well, the, the display at Motorrex, like they had wheels off and up on stands, and yeah, and um, yeah, just amazing build. But I just don't think um, you know. I'm not saying they're bad photos. They're not bad photos at all. Um, and I'm showing. I just, put, and I just I'm would have liked to have been a bit, a bit brighter and a bit more focused on the car itself, rather than you know making a poster. If you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I'm yes, just showing. No, you're right. I was going to say I'm just showing Scotty at the same time too, and like <laughs> it's hard to imagine that that's a '78 Porsche. I suppose that's the thing that sort of can connect me. Back the whole a bit. point it of the build was later. Well, that, that's the whole. That's what they were trying to do. They're trying to make a '78 Porsche look like a new one. Yeah. Well, there you go. So again, but when yeah. I first saw it, I thought it was um, a singer. Singer, uh, the singer guys in um, I can't remember where they are, but singer vehicle design. They um, you give them squillions of dollars and they'll do a Porsche like this, yeah, like yeah. unreal. But yeah, no, nah, that was my pick too. So we're uh, we're on the same page. I, th- there. I thought you were going to go with it. I was going to ask you what your second favourite car was because <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to go with the Porsche. Well, I had a fair idea. I can tell you my second favourite. Yeah, yeah, no, by all means, mate, I might not. Only because I had a little bit to do with it. It's the EH Van and ERE and Woods. I've definitely got that in there in a special mention, and we were all over that at Motor X. Because I'd done a little bit of assembly work and stuff when I worked in Stripback Customs in Dubbo. Yeah. Vehicle. So, it's a nice car, too, a little bit of custom work on it. But, yeah, just the 911, just, yeah, just, I love it. Blew it out. Of, yeah. No, well, definitely the van dragged me over for sure. So you were sort of involved in the final assembly stuff mostly? Yeah, just um, when I went to strip backs, it was already painted and virtually done assembly. Oh, health assembly, brake lines, fuel lines, AC, a yeah. bit of buffing, buffing stuff on it. And, yep. Yeah. You're a bit of a go to for wandering American journalists too that want to cut floors out of Valiant Utes and stuff, I see, yeah, mate, too. Yeah, no, that was. <laughs> That was just to help you get it to Denny. It wasn't nothing, nothing flashy. No. Nah. <laughs> well, nasty, really, it was. But yeah, you no. Know, again, it's good people getting recognition. I don't mind that, uh, you know, because you could just, just. Yeah. They needed a hand. If I didn't give them a hand, they wouldn't have got it to Denny. So it's just the same thing. Just trying to help a person out. And yeah. No, that's. They only had four weeks to get it from a paddock to Denny Utmaster. So. Yeah, no, that's Bush. excellent. Well, can I take you to page 58? We're not talking page numbers even, but my my top car is Adrian Haynes' LX hat. Yeah, that was my second. I've already got it here. Yeah. It was my second yeah, pick. Yeah, no, well, I had it down as my top pick, but I took a couple yeah. of quotes from the article on that car too, but um, just 12 months into the build, Robert was diagnosed with early rapid onset dementia. This is the father, um, which Adrian says brought things to a fairly swift halt, but my dad wanted the project to continue and be as much of a part of it as he could for as long as he could, so we pushed forward. Um, but then goes on to Adrian's day job as a high school teacher, didn't stop him from getting stuff done. Anything I could do, I tried to do myself. 
He says, like most builds, not much happened perfectly the first time, particularly when it was here in Canberra. Generally, it was a bit of experimentation, like the interior, which I fabricated myself, stuff I played around with till I got right, and if I couldn't get it right, I got the guys from Exclusive to fix it. So it's the same as what you were saying, just get in and have a go. You know, you learn it yeah. along the way. But it's, oh, it's a nice car, then. Yeah, but it says here too, he's particularly proud of his work fitting the drive line, which included grafting in much of the VE tunnel to make room for the girthy TR6060 box, which is hooked up to a custom two-piece tail shaft integrated slip joint. But I love the fact that these people are kind of impressing themselves with what they can do. You know, they start doing it and then realise, hang on, I've got this, I am the guy, yep. you know. That's a really good moment, I think, in a build. It is. Yeah. I, as Simo would say, the good tie to flare ratio and custom-made flares too. Yeah, and um, what did I say? Sadly, Robert passed away 2020, a couple of months before Adrian and Glenn from Exclusive finalised the paint colour in a very emotional moment. They chose to dub the Hugh HHH Rouge after Robert's business, Triple H Motors. That's so. a, it's a brilliant colour. I would love to see that in the flesh. Yeah. But see, for as an example... You look at that picture yep. as opposed to the picture of the Porsche. Yeah. You can see more of that car and I guess maybe the, yeah. the white background and yeah, just different lighting, it I just, guess. That's the car's the feature there. And, but anyway, I'm not I'm just just making an example. Yeah, but LS3, <laughs> LS3, three pedals and a brilliant car built to tribute, as in tribute to his late dad. Hell yeah. You know, so yep. that – but in a magazine jammed with great cars – I'm, ra- pick one. I'm yeah. wrapped when I find those cars because, you know, it's more the story that locks me into that car then at that point. So, not really happy with that. Moving on to the best of the builds, which I've got down as 112, but what did you find, mate, in the current builds in this magazine? Uh, the Dodge Wayfair. Oh, yeah, yeah, same, same. Yeah, yeah I did. Just the Dodge Man, that's all. yeah. No, I love them with their big boot and that too, you know. They have got a nice style to them. Yeah, that's it, like a massive three-window. Yeah. <laughs> Actually got a mate from Tassie over at the moment in his, um, yeah, he's got a Chrysler, pretty much similar car too. It's out for out for Bright Rod Run, which is where we should be. If this bloke hadn't gone drag racing yesterday, there was a chance that maybe I would have been in Bright. <laughs> yeah, I see, see a little bit of drag racing this morning on the iPad? Yeah, yeah, no, there you go. And again, like everything you could do out on a back road makes sense until you pull up at those bloody lights and you can't hear your calf stall and, you know, you forget how your mega shifter works, you know. Like they've only been around for 50 years and I fucking all of a sudden forgot where I was and it's a bit different, but no, enjoying it anyway. And some of the quickest cars in the place, everyone's coming up going, geez, I love your car. So it gets plenty of, the old Nash gets plenty of love where it goes. So... You didn't have any others in there, mate? You didn't go for a second in the build? No, I, I, I actually, I haven't had a good look. I've only virtually skipped through a little bit on Thursday night and then, yeah, just been busy and hadn't had a chance to get back to it. Yeah. Nice, Sunday nights and normally sit down and have a bit of a look through. And Yeah. No, we do a lot of that ourselves too, you know. I mean, I was cramming this morning at bloody 6.30. I think I woke up yeah, and thought I'd better get this magazine out. I haven't read the whole thing yet. <laughs> but I like to look at it with fresh eyes, you know. Our initial take was... If you bought the magazine, went over to your mate's place and you opened her up on the table together, you know, it's nearly the conversation you have, um, yep. which I think is carrying on really well from what the thong slappers were doing with Simo and Redmond as well. So I don't know whether we do what do their selections justice, but we're having a go. 
Um, hard not to mention the 57, I guess, of Paul Valor. Yeah, I, that's that was my pick. Yeah, you Making got a replica out of a Ford or... Yeah. Cool. Yeah, just a bit of a throwback to the car that he once had, mm. which was the, the car. Mm, the car. Yep. Apparently my dad had a bit to do with that 57 Chevy and running on empty too. Uh, the, Done the two-door conversion on that back in the day before it got into the movie. Yep. Yeah, it well, was a four-door car. Yep. But it was done and then it was sold on to a couple of different buyers after that and then it ended up in the movie because when Dad did it, it was just a flat black um, 57 with a 283 in it. Yep. And then it got moved on a couple of hands and then it ended up in the movie. But, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what it sort of says in here from Paul Valor, but as a 17-year-old back, um, the words are by Tim Wales, but uh, he was at a house buying Valiant parts from a wrecked RT charger. Suddenly I was overcome by the sound of the running on empty 57 coming down the driveway, rattling the windows, and that was when Paul had the car, like before any of that, um, before it was sold on for the movie. And then apparently Paul bought it back with no running gear, but doesn't say what happened to that body. But then they go on to build one from a four-door and get awarded at yeah. the um, yeah, Grand Champion at the event, the Running on Empty Festival. So that's cool as. I've got to find yeah. that movie, man. Mm. I haven't watched that. For, oh, I haven't watched that for 30 years, I reckon. Oh, mate, you've got kids and all. What are you doing? I, don't know, I wouldn't know where to find it. You got I to wonder f- if it's in of any of the streamers. I swear. I have you got a DVD player? <laughs> i got a PlayStation. Oh, well, there you go. I reckon I've got it at home on DVD. I, I just, I just remember... One of the uncles introduced me to it, and I didn't watch it as much as Mad Max, but I watched it a few times. But I just I struggle to remember the movie. I can remember the bits, you know, where they meet on the road and what colour is it. And there's one part and he's I reckon. Screwing the nos on, and he's listening, and I can remember all those bits. But I just I, I've got to I'll have to find it and well, dig it up. I reckon there's one part of that movie everybody chooses to ignore, and that's when he puts her into the wall of the shed when he comes to buddy when he breaks into the shed of a night. And yeah, they have a bit of an argument. Actually, no, because he comes, she puts her into the wall, but then he comes back to the shed. And she comes out, and she's got a shiner, mm. and he's like, "Did I do that?" And she goes, "No, we did." And I thought <laughs> you wouldn't be able to put that in a movie in twenty twenty two. Not a chance. As, as an aged well, purely, purely all his fault, you know, no doubt. So, um, I also went with uh, Jason Borden's. Oh, the Jason Borden fifty dodge yeah, because it's going and it's going drag challenge in its future as well. So that's the Wayfarer. Um, what else do I write? Oh, Matt Weymouth, the HJ as well, just because there's an interesting story there. He started that with his dad in 2005. Um, so I just wrote down, keep on it, boys, because, you know, they're still pushing that car forward. So it can take a long time to build a car. Mm, It can. So, yeah, Matt Weymouth, keep on to that HJ, mate. There we go. Next, Reader's Pride. Reader's Pride, mate. Uh, I had two. Um, page 132, the big one, the feature, that X, XW, well, it's a replica, but uh, just a great, I do, I do like that Bramble's Red. Yeah. It um, sit, sits perfect. Um, I know, I just, I just really like it. In uh, Dylan Welsh. And I read last night when I was looking through it, I read 351 Cleveland top loader 
and I kind of had a nostalgic ping like I was back to being bloody 18 again where those words really resonated, you know, when you, th- you, know, you had the cleaver, had the big cleaver on the top loader. That was the cool shit I just, then, I don't know why. I've always preferred the XW over the X. Well, I know the XYs get all the glory, but I've, I just prefer the look of the X, XW. Always have. But, uh, and, of course, we have to mention Timmy B, Timmy yeah. Barnett, Val- Valerie yeah. over the other page. I'll put there clearly Valerie on a never late bias. But also, you know, Tim loves that car. He's got that stroke of ENSS as well, but he's having probably as more fun, I reckon, with the old Val at the moment than he was having with the Commodore. So uh, that's really good. What did you get out of there, mate, out of the Reader's Ride? Falcon as well, the XY. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice-looking car. Yeah. No, that's really good. I got carried away. Um, Sean Canavan's A-Model Coupe. Just on the history itself, original Michigan State car, Joe's trailer sales, hand-painted on the doors, uh, found out about the car's history. Um, Joe's trailer sales was formed in 41. This was used as the shop truck before that when he was a local trader. Um, yeah, who says, uh, and on the side of the bonnet, what's it got? Who says we won't trade for anything? So a lot of history and then goes and builds his ride out of that body. That's cool as. Um Terry Crapcat with the XC. Oh, yeah. That could have been a tough shot for me, that XC leaving the line, but I think I really just wanted to say Crapcat. <laughs> I was going to comment. And I'd, <laughs> I, I bit, me, bit me tongue, so I don't want to offend people. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to offend Terry either, but uh, no, that's a pretty st- – I love a staunch XC. I remember XCs as being more the executive up-class one, you know. It's tough stuff, tough, tough stopped at XB. I reckon they're great. But, yeah, I love to see a staunch XC. And, why, you know, Sean Wilde, that yellow SS hatchback on its satins, you know, again, like you could just keep picking cars all day. <laughs> just just as an honourable mention just for this segment, <laughs> Graham Carter's Jag. <laughs> Oh. I looked at it and I'm thinking, what's a yeah, Jag yeah, doing no, in here? Oh, hang on a minute, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, no, I had stuff on that. But LS with NOS. X- XKA. Um, LS with NOS and electric exhaust cutouts. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and apparently it's got Chev bow tie tailpipes, <laughs> which I've read in there too, but it does. And it, uh, you can't you can't pick it as anything beyond a stock mm. late model Jag, but hey, now that's a cool build. Yeah, I did have. I must. Have, I was going to. Yeah, now how good is XK8 of Graham Carter in New Zealand? So that's what I wrote. So I did. I did pay attention to it. So moving on to Sunday sesh. Sunday sesh page one forty two or thereabouts. I think from memory. Yeah, yeah, that's where I've got it, mate. And you know and again if we're going to go certainly uh Timmy Barnett we're going to have to go certainly Brett Abraham yeah and what i've found is a lot of the power in these photos for me is more about the car than the photo but Brett's photo there is killer it's a good it's a good it's snap. a really good shot i mean it is a damn cool car those earlier 50 uh, earlier Chevys are pretty damn cool yeah so but is that a, it's a 53 isn't it that yeah, one i'm yeah, pretty sure yeah yeah i think yeah even on his um, instagram title just, yeah, it, it, real cool car. I like them. Yeah. What did you find in the Sunday sesh, Hud? 
I actually haven't looked at the Sunday. I looked at the action shot one, but I haven't looked at the Sunday yet. Yeah, no, that's all right. That's all right, because I've got plenty to go on with. You know, <laughs> I'll actually... I'll, I'm going to mention Peter Christopoulos's HR because I know that HR on page 142's Lurline Blue sitting on satins and that that's channeling my old HR down to the Venetians and all. Mm. That one really got me. I don't miss that car very often, but I definitely missed it in that moment. We're going Maddie, Maddie on page 144, the, the Fingalicious Chev. He's just a good egg and a good car. I'm wondering whether being parked on the side on the road like that, whether it might be out of fuel. Anyone that knows Maddie knows that could be the case. <laughs> whether, whether it's his bike, whether it's his buddy Holden, whether it's that Chev, occasionally we run out of fuel. So, um, Barney pointed me at the, uh, he said the DP, because it's local to him, and I was thinking DP, I'm thinking gross things around those initials till I realised, ah, Dodge Phoenix, the orange one. Don't mind. Yeah, they're a cool car. Don't mind that big land barge either. So Orange wheel, that's uh, that's in Mildura. Yeah, I think it is too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd be right. And the van lineup on page one forty-five, backed yeah. up to the backed up to the drive-in screen. It's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool photo. So, again, if you didn't pick anything there, mate, look at me go. I just can't stop picking things. <laughs> I should have. I should have had the book here with me. Yeah, yeah, no, well, we sort of tend to yeah, lean back onto it a fair bit. But you said you had the uh, action shot, so are we talking tough shot, mate? Where are we going? Yeah, there's a... Uh, I think it's uh, hey, 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 I haven't done mine yet. I haven't Jesus done yours yet. Oh, see, I thought I'd already buddy Jumping covered. the gun. I thought I must have covered you or I was that back expensive. Up. No, geez. No, okay, back up. Back up. Oh, hang Team. on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> oh, you, can, you can leave it in. No, look, I only had a couple anyway. But that, oh, that we know pitch, what I do. Picture of the HQ stand on the back wheels. Clearly, oh, well, that's to... a that's a winner. That's a Ches Ches images. Yeah, well, that's number two of my tough shots. Um, and over the page one forty five was <laughs> uh, the fifty five Chev of Declan McConnell. I just like the look of that car. I like fifty fives. Yep. And um, that's just cool on stockies with big white walls. Yeah, you're allowed to like um, 55s, mate. And I don't actually mind that picture of uh, is it Dean Hydke? All the cars and bikes lined up out the front there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty yeah, cool. That is cool out the front of the garage. There you go. You can resume. Yeah, no, that's Res- all right. Go back to your regular programming. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, uh, so. What did you have hard as an action shot? Well, it was HQ on the rear bars. Same <laughs> yeah, no, there you go. Yeah, no. that. yeah, well, three for three on Chess Images. Yeah, no, very cool. Nailed it. Uh, I've also got page 100 AO. Um, and, again, one that I didn't write comments about. I must have just known I was going to turn back to page 100 and know why. The uh, Mustang? Yeah, yeah, the Shane Bridge Mustang. The black fastback, the wheelie bars and the monstrous wheels. Mm. Yeah, hard not to be shout out the Shane Bridge car in that article because there's honourable mentions coming off that article too. There's a there's a few in here that could be tough shots, but I actually I actually put the cover. Um, I put the VN in in a in a, my special mentions, but that that cover's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, can I um can I just preempt everything and go? You know, I'd have that poster dilemma every now and again. Mm. Mm. Where do you land with the poster, mate, when you've got to choose between the Porsche and the VN? Oh, uh, I haven't actually checked out the actual picture yet, but um, 
Look, I'm probably going to go to the Porsche, to be honest. Yeah. Um, for something different. No, that's all right. I just like to see that challenge every now and again. Which which side of the post are we going to hang? <laughs> yeah, I need to start pulling them out and getting them on the wall. Need to get a. Oh, Lennon's got a couple in his room. Need to get a few more in. Yep. In there. But, um, I might start us like I've done before on honourable mentions too, with the inner back page on the uh, Gurney eagle-headed three seventy-two Windsor. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernie Roachman's engine. Uh, built with SR engines, Steph Radonovic, 550 horsepower at 7.5 and, and they reckon it would rev harder. But going into a pro state, street XR, which will be unveiled at Summonat's 35. Mm. But those well, is it a pro street XR? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that intake's pretty off its head, mate, and those heads apparently. <laughs> you know, you, trumpets are cool. You can only buy those heads off Gurney and they don't make them anymore, so I don't know how that all works out. But, yeah, yeah okay. it's a pretty rare bit of kit, so... Looking forward to seeing that one. Yeah, definitely. What else in the magazine, Hud? Had you smiling, mate? Oh, like I say, I haven't had a chance to have a real good look through it. No. Um, that the Commodore on the front cover is still the workmanship in it's pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, it may not be my style of car, but you appreciate the work that's involved to do all what they've done to it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there's that truck in there too, a white F100, yeah, like I, a bump side. Yeah, saw that bump side in there. It looks pretty neat too. Very neat. White and yeah. Nice driver. And build on that, keeping it simple, sort of ethos yeah, it seems too. So, And I don't know, when I first saw the picture, I thought, geez, we've seen some good white F trucks this year too. Mm. You know, like you're, it's really, it's tough to try and, you know, build a car that everybody else is building as well and make your point of difference. But again, I don't know, there's, White's cool. I, there's nothing wrong with white. I don't think. You know, I don't think it's used enough, nah. especially when you you can do so much with white. You can accent it with different colours and yeah. offset it with different tones and different wheels. And I don't know. I think I'm the same. Like you know, a tough car could be tough white. You know, <laughs> like you know, it's probably the ultimate in confidence is to paint something you've built white. You know, because yeah. knowing that it's going to stand out regardless of that colour, you know. Mm. So. And it does, like white does stand out a bit. If, like you could have three white cars all next door to each other, but one could have different colour wheels, different colour interior, different colour engine bay or something like that. Yeah. And they, they'd be all completely different. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I've got, um, I'm clearly I've got Jazzy down yeah, for a mention yeah. in her article there, but... Um, even Scotty, you know, he's slow to the party about being really into cars, but yeah, he was smiling pretty hard knowing that Jazzy got the win. I oh, yeah. She's our girl, hey? Yeah, no, she's our girl <laughs> for sure. So that was really good. Um, and the and even broadcast, um, yeah, Broad's editorial yeah, about it. it. That was really good. Um, and but he's, he's 100% right there. Like, you've, he's, she's up against the Summonage Grand Champion you know, up against some unreal cars. Yeah. And not to say the Hilux isn't unreal. We've seen it at, yeah. saw it at, at Motorex. The, yeah. thi- the thing is top notch. Yeah. Like, does... And the other side, I suppose, was his main quote from the broadcast was from mechanical work to chassis fabrication, paint and trimming, jazzy, jazzy can do it all and to an elite standard. Hmm. We've left out electrical <laughs> because she wired that car and the photos of that dash, you know, behind that dash, like I'd, I know people who've been building cars for fifty years that don't want to tackle wiring. Mm. You know, I, it's like I don't think know. I could. I think I could. Yeah, you know, I hate anything to do with wires and cables. Oh uh, yeah, that stuff. <laughs> Even just 
you know, packing up after a gig, setting up after is setting up a gig, speaker wires and guitar leads. Yeah, does my head in. Just and shits I'd, me to tears. Oh, I fucking love it. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> oh, you're a weirdo. And, I, <laughs> and I'll also recommend that anyone um, who hasn't seen the Street Machine video on the presentation of the trophy to Jazzy go and check that out because that was a really good video and it sort of, you know, again, it probably cements it just that little bit firmer. Mm. Um, also our episode 31, which a drop so sweet it gained Street Machine a fresh subscriber. <laughs> we got a message from Motivated on Instagram who said after listening to our mag review with Jasmine Green, he went and subscribed to Street Machine magazine. There you go. I love it. And... You'd know yourself, hard. Our, mag- our, you know, our magazine sections are shrinking. Like are. the magazines you and I have been buying for 40 years, you know, they're just not there anymore, you know. But you can't. And that's why I say with Street Machine picking up smaller cars and picking up little trucks and everything, well, there's no other magazines for them. Yeah, they're covering no, all bases now, which is good. Yeah, so no, that was really cool. So, yeah, you and I, mate, seem to be selling bloody magazines for them. Oh. Thought that might happen at some point. Hopefully. <laughs> Whereas custom cars I was had, I've often said, if you go in there and type in, I want to see 32 Fords, they'll rain down the page. Yep. And and I was worried at one stage that all of a sudden the thing I used to do as a kid, buying a magazine, was starting to slow up. So to then step outside custom cars, I was be doing these mag reviews with AO and, you know, people are buying them to follow through, look up page numbers and, yep. yeah, it's been a really good rounded moment for this guy. You know. That's good. Yeah, definitely. What do you got in special mentions, mate? Uh, I had a couple. Um, first one was Sinead Blake's uh, Orchid Tirana. Love it. Um yeah, it's a pretty cool car. I follow her husband on Instagram, which is Chronic, Chronic Fifty Seven. I think yeah, Joel. Yeah, did say um, that. The, I mean, the guy. It says in there. I think they've got fifteen cars or something. But he only really. He's just bought a uh, turquoise uh, uh, no, Fifty Seven Nomad to go with his Fifty Seven uh, convertible. With his, it's got the big. Um, yeah. They're called Continental Tire Kit on the back. Yep, yep. The two of them look unreal, so he's just had that airbag. But he, you can see every now and then you, you put a picture up his garage. They've got some cars. But, yeah, this one features heavily on his Instagram. Pretty cool car. I love the colour. Orchid Metallic's one of my favourites as far as GMH colours are yeah. concerned. Well, it, was a three fan. O- well, it was a 308 four-speed of Johnny Irving that um, I took out of the shed when I was 16 and... Uh, Used to take it for drives when mum and dad weren't home and I couldn't have my licence at 16 but it was just too tempting for this guy <laughs> and the old man was home at one stage. I pushed it out the driveway and pushed it a block down before I fired it so he wouldn't hear it and then wondered how the hell I was going to get it back up the driveway without waking the family. So I ran away to Bendigo <laughs> and rang him and told him he could take the money out of my bank account and all. Like I thought I was moving out of home on an orchid pink LH308 four-speed at 16. I thought I'd betrayed the family. Now I can't even come home. But that colour and... But that, yeah, but to see an SLR in that hue, hell yeah, love that car. Sinead Blake, winning at life. And um, I had that story, little run-through on the crate motors, uh, page 102. Yeah, I had that down for a mention too. Kind of an advertisement for, um, yeah, the back page Eagle Auto Parts, but... Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, one common theme is uh, they all expensive. Yeah. On the on the what's hot, what's not, they all seem to be expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Tech Talk by Ian Kelly. Yeah, no, it was a good one. I liked it, and I did give it a special mention in my own. Um, so. Just one thing, like obviously they're on the back page of most of the magazines. All their lineups, they don't. They used to have prices on them. They yeah, they be, did. They must be too expensive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Price on application. But yeah, that, but, but I mean, like, it wouldn't hurt them to, you know, they, they're selling a brand new, like this Godzilla yeah, engine. Yeah. You're like that, in... That's brand new. Like, that's just come out. Yeah. Uh, for, I mean, I suppose it's that old saying if you have to ask, it's probably too expensive. But, yeah. What's. What's hurting them? Just say it's twenty five grand or yeah, whatever. I don't know how however much it is. I don't know. Like what? What's the harm in just you know this three fifty five cubic yeah. inch Chev three ninety horsepower? You know twelve you can, grand or whatever either, it is. You can either afford it or you can't. That's right. You know, and I think we used to know back in the day the difference between an LS six and an LS seven four fifty four because the prices were in those magazines and you got to work towards it. But I walked past two tin eskies at Trash and Treasure this morning because they didn't have a sticker on them to say how much they were. So they were, Might either, be that so old, they were uh, either in me market or they weren't, but I wasn't going to have a conversation about them. I be know. that old uh, car sales thing. Oh, no, don't put a price on them. Get them to ring and then <laughs> get them in. Get them to call you, then they're here. Sound like Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think I learned it? <laughs> um, next one was Jazzy Green. We covered that. I had um, um, Scott Baker's 59 Ranchero too, um, which I really thought on page 14. But, yeah, you could nearly channel the I get bar with little help from my friends because, yeah, it's it's been a mate, you know, a mission of mates, that car, that build. Um, yeah, I, I, I was going to quote a bit of it, but I don't think I ever wrote it down. But, yeah, basically the mates just got on board with him and got that Ranchero done. That's a cool thing. Tore a beer can into strips, wrapped them around the wheel studs and bashed them from in from behind. And yeah, there's some good tales in amongst it. But yeah, Scotty Baker, 59 Ranchero, that's a bit cool. Oh, I was going to read one and two. How did you... So so you did the whole trip with this combo, Scotty. Yep, it was my first time at the Red Center Nats and my first time in Alice Springs. Three of us decided to take our cars up in a convoy. How did you get the Ranchero ready? A few months before the event, Roscoe found me the 302 Windsor. It had been sitting in his mate's shed for almost 30 years in an unknown condition. Bought it, gave it a new timing chain cover, kit through the carby, a few more gaskets and a rattle can rebuild, and she ran like a dream. Then another good mate of mine, Daryl Pugh, and I rebuilt the C4 Trans. Then yet another couple of good mates, Steve Munzel and his son Wiley, spent a weekend with me pulling the old six out, fitting the V8 drive-out style. It was a major effort by those boys. And that would nearly lead me into snapshots with Simo. Um, I'm trying to find the page number on that now. You don't have that handy, mate. Did you give it a mention? Uh, snapshots is on 16. 16, yeah, well, there you go. We're only going over the page. And Simo actually features in there, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he but does. Picture yeah. 9. <laughs> yeah, now I see him on picture 9. That's him with the tongue out, isn't it? Bloody clown. Yeah, I had to keep counting the names, looking at the names and counting backwards to work <laughs> out that was definitely him clowning around over there. Um, but love that article. There's some really good that's that's well worth reading. You know, just the way things used to happen, I guess. You know, a lot of solitary pursuits in building cars, but you'd remember, you know, it'd be you and half a dozen good mates in a box of piss and here you are cutting out rust and welding in and, you know, yep. all all grunting together. So no, it's good to see that celebrated in this issue. Yeah, what does put all of snapshots? Yeah, so Simon Major, killing it. 
Mm, he's been busy boy the last couple of um, editions. Hey. Um, I, yeah, my next one probably was the VN. I, I couldn't leave this out. It's a, it's a bloody awesome car. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not bagging the thing out. I'm, I've been on record before and saying I'm not a real big fan of front tubs, which this one has got, obviously, Bottom for a reason. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, ripper car, uh, that side profile. In my special mentions, I've written down VN with a big arrow saying AO. <laughs> so I knew we were getting to this point when I wrote my notes this morning. <laughs> Probably predictable, but I'm, I'm always, I've always been a big fan of the uh, the VN uh, Group A. I reckon it's a, just a, it's one of those cars that obviously has proven it's gone up in value. It's a collectible vehicle, but. Obviously, this is a mock-up, but, geez, it looks good. I, I do like it. I probably, I don't know. don't know. Are we, are we over Simmons or is it just me? No, but, I'm sort of I mean, they suit the car, but, yeah. um, no, big big fan of that car. I'd, just, I'd love to hear it. I reckon it'd, I reckon it'd sound pretty sweet. Yeah, that no, should be a tough thing. The interior is unreal. I'm a big fan of red interior. I like that trim, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a red on red. Like you see red, red with black or red with silver, but yeah, red he's with gone red, red with red, and I, I'm a big fan of it. Love yeah. it. No, very cool. Love the work in that. But um, just the, the VN body kit, I mean, I just – I think if, if I was going to do a VN, I'd, I'd just put that body kit on and, yeah, I wouldn't make it a replica. I'd just use that body kit as a – Yeah. as Just to dress it up. I just reckon it's one of the one of the best-looking body kits you can get for that, you know, that later-gen Commodore. Yeah. And uh, I just had a, 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 a last one, page ninety, the twin tyres on the on the EA. Yeah, no, I gave it a mention as well. Yeah. I mean, the whole car's pretty cool. Yeah, um, it's funny. The um, picked the young bloke up from work last night, and he wanted to. I said, oh, "I'll go get you some tea. What do you want?" And he said, oh, "I'll go get a pizza. Just get a pizza." And we pulled around the back, and there's a white. Uh, was it 92? So it must be an EB, ED, I think. Yeah. EB, anyway. Same shape as this. I I'm not up to school with them. Uh, it was a Fairmont, had the had a body kit on it, you know, all the controls and the steering wheel and all that. Yeah. Anyway, this bloke comes out and he's doing delivery, pizza deliveries. In it. I said, geez, <laughs> mate, it's a bit flash to be doing pizza runners. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a 90 something <laughs> or other. And he, of course, he had to go because he had the bag full of pizza pizzas. Yeah. But it was a real tidy example. Yeah. And I said, well, you don't see him anymore, mate. You better look after it. <laughs> Shout out to Dino's Pizza in Ballarat. I was driving around an Indy Orange HG GDS 186S Trimatic delivering pizzas for Dino's. <laughs> but um, I haven't actually read the story on this. Is I haven't read all the stories yet. I've been a bit uh, time Yeah, no, I'm the same and I've actually marked some Those twin tyres, I can still remember the ad for them. Yeah. Uh, they're on VK, I reckon, on the ad. Yeah. Flogging it on a VK. SS. And he doesn't run those toys, but they're just there for display yeah. purposes. Oh, but it, you can't. Yeah, where would you where would you find them? But, yeah. Um yeah, that was all my honorable mentions. Mm. Um I've got Lennon's picks here. Young fella picked out the Tirana. Uh the orange panel band. Yep. There you go. And there's an orange V and U doing a burnout. Um, but the actual car is page one oh eight, Tangerine Dream. Yep. So uh, they were his three picks. 
I want to shout out Landon and Ella for being in the pits yesterday at the drags. Yeah, that felt like I had a bit of support, mate. Uh, yelling out Nasher. Yelling, yelling out Nasher as I'm rolling past. Hell yeah. Fucking, that was so good to see. It's probably unless, <laughs> uh, Hud, you got anything that, more to add on the magazine? or No, I, like I say, I just hadn't had a chance to get right through it, that's all. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll get through this and let you get back to it. And the problem now we've got is that this idiot's got too many notes. So it can take me a little while to get out of here, but I've got... Well, I'm out, so we'll just uh, we'll let you finish. The, I was going to uh, read review. the letter. I was going to read the letter from Rod Roy McPherson, but I've had a change of plans. But it's cars behind bars, and Roy manages Aboriginal prisoners at Port Phillip. And yeah, I actually re- <clears> read that story. Just mentions that when one of the officers brings in a street machine magazine, it's the most prized content, uh, th- possession that they get in there. But about how seventy five percent was seventy five percent of all prisoners have automotive or panel beating skills and work experience. So they're sharing mags, um, they catalogue them, show more respect for Street Machine magazine than about anything else in their lives, you know. So, But it's nice to know that a few officers would do that. I mean, it's a $10 spend and you're just taking it into work to hand it off, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that was a really good thing, I thought. Um, The Department of Youth letter, uh, or the photo, the drawing, sorry, of the XYGTHO by eight-year-old Tyler Kenyon. Dear Street Machine, I love your magazine. I have a subscription and read them every night. My favourite car is an XYGT. And that's that's an eight-year-old kid. World's in good hands. It is. Yeah. Then my next one was uh, where I was just going to throw it straight to you to gush about the VN, so we got there. <laughs> um, rolling Heavy, page 70. Um, again, it's just one of those buddy power cruise type events, you know, track-based. mm Track-based cruise events. I haven't actually read that story yet, but it's no, on the list. It's marked on. It's marked for me to go back to read it. But I just like that those events exist. I think we need something like that in Vic. I wonder whether Calder would put something like that in place mm. with all their revamps. But just something that you can cruise and flex on your car a bit with your mates. You know, it's it's a really good vibe. So the bump side got the special mention. Uh, the EH van, Ian Woods. Hard. <laughs> the one that you helped, buddy, on the final assembly with, and we walked around. The TSSEA, so we've covered that. Uh, time Machine, I've covered that, although the 429 Mark One Cortina that's in there. Um, uh, yeah. I that's saw... just changed. It got <clears throat> sold, didn't it? He'd sold that, didn't he? I knew it was up for sale. I wasn't, I, yeah, I didn't know whether it had been sold. I've probably still, well, I've I got photos of it. From something the... on the... Instagram or Facebook, someone commented and said, my mates just bought it. Yeah, well, I put down here 55K with a question mark. I can't remember whether that's what he had on it. 65. It was 65, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got the photos from the Gateway Hotel earlier this year. but That's no, good buying no, as far as I'm concerned, I reckon. And sleeper spec. No one noticed that car roll in, and the minute I saw it, I knew what car it was. Yep. And I'm virtually dragging people across the bloody paddock to go and have a look at the thing because they just missed the moment, you know. You but, couldn't build that car for 65 grand in today's world no and we're at that point where it's probably worth as much as a fucking lotus cortina because of its because of its providence because of you know all these other reasons you know that love would bring the drive that drive that price point um dirty stuff william porker page 120 um he's going on about the 2030 Mm. Um, I did read that. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I've got to read it a bit heavier. But it's I, the same old argument. It's it's the, the people aren't actually thinking about the you know 
the actual the realistic side of EVs. There's yeah. no which again I there's don't. There's no forward thinking. Yeah, which I don't mind that people like this are writing articles mm. on it. More likely, people are going to come into contact with the the truth about the EV push. But um, oh, like I said, it's just going to it'll 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 stop. So I mean, there'll be a handful of people to go out there and shit the bed and go and buy them. But there'll be a lot of people that'll say, right, oh, 2029, I'm going to buy the last car that's going to see me out for quite a while. Yeah, but like I said about Cadillac signing up to that 2030 Accord. They should be fighting that on the ground right now. If they think it can't work and they've just signed this piece of paper to pander for something that's not going to happen in the future, then that's the wrong approach. Mm. These companies should be saying, we can't have EVs, we can't be zero emissions by 2030, this is why. Because we can't fight it, you know. We can have them. Yeah. But not until the infrastructure's done. Yeah. The power grid... Just won't handle it. We can't want, handle it now. I don't want us to come become the biggest EV bashing podcast in Australia either. So you know, they, I, I just... we're, we're not. <laughs> but I'd, I'd suggest we're probably more realistic in our thinking. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a scientist at all. But if everyone goes to EVs, I went cold on Jim Carter. You're just not gonna. Yeah, I watched it. I wasn't overly I could, impressed I couldn't, with it. I couldn't to be watch honest. it all. It's the first time I've turned Ken Block off. Halfway through a Jim Carner it just, in that electric it, it, it Audi, it just, it just yeah. I mean, well, it wasn't even about the car. It just, I mean, the car's impressive, but it just, it yeah. wasn't. It didn't. It was just about him doing donuts. Yeah, there didn't seem to be any. I mean, there probably was a whole heap of production, but you know, you, you look at his other ones. You know, he's screaming through here, screaming through there. It just. Yeah, I think that's the difference. It's been more of the same. I think if it had more noise, I think it might. Oh, the noise! Different. Yeah, the noise doesn't. I'm not fussed on that, but I just it just didn't. It wasn't up to his usual standard. I thought that's just my view, but uh, like he could have done, he could have done the exact same thing in the Unicorn or the F truck, and I still would have had the same opinion because yeah. it just the what did he call it? the cinematography or the mm-hmm. yeah the planning of it? I don't think. It, yeah, it wasn't quite the same. wasn't the same. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah, well, page 122. Old man yells at cloud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Um, yeah, no, I've got page 120 out of the way. Um, 122, Urban Warfare, where Mark Arblaster got up close to um, Rocky Mountain Race Week. That's pretty cool too, mm. just to have the, for them to have a journo on the ground over there working in with the team. So that's something that I'll definitely be back to read. And I think that's about it. So... I think we're out of the magazine, mate, on my side. Magazine's done. Magazine is done. Okay. Music Go. chat. Never late music. <laughs> <laughs> do you listen to tunes in the shed, do you, Hud, when you're working? Oh, yeah, I have the radio on all the time. Yeah. Anything in particular you like uh, that gets you to turn the volume up? Oh, don't mind a bit of Bruce Springsteen. Yep. Uh, boss. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't got the boss in our podcast playlist, so we probably need to add the boss. Plus anything in the 50s music, rock and roll stuff. Yep. So that's that's probably me. A little bit of, yeah, yeah. this and that. Whatever. I'm not, not a big, big music person, but yeah. Yep. Anything with a good beat. That's it. 50s music usually has a good beat. Yeah. It does. You, can you better find some 50s to put on there, eh? That's it, mate. We'll sniff out some 50s. We've got the Outlaws, but they're not quite 50s, are they? A bit later. But that was unreal. The Outlaws was suggested by uh, Clarkie's young bloke, you know, like he's bringing the old blokes to a bit of fucking old music that they'd missed on the way through, which I thought was a bit cool. What are you vibing on, mate? 
Um, well, probably to answer Scotty's question from last time, I did finish the Foo Fighters concert. Good one. Um, it's pretty good. I'm like, still hanging for the LA version. Yeah, I'd still like to see that. I saw an outtake of um, Nancy Wilson from Heart mm. and Pink yeah. doing Barracuda, yeah, which was, is one of the best songs ever written. And, and Pink, uh, holds, she, her pipes, she holds Oh, up. man, she's, she can sing. Yeah. She's a um, yeah. fantastic voice. I still say her, um, I remember she here for like 50 days in Melbourne, yeah. the Funhouse. Yeah. Yep. I went to that concert. It was yep. still one of the best shows I've ever seen. That song, that Funhouse song is a fucking ripper. Um, just her band. Tight. Justin, uh, what's his name, Justin Derrico, the guitarist. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, just the whole show. Yeah. Yep. Big, big fan. Production. Her new stuff's, I don't know, not really a fan of, but I've just, yeah, that, that, Concert that funniest concert will go down as one of the uh, better shows I've seen. You got a ticket for a festival coming up, mate? Have yeah, yeah, pretty happy with that. Not fest going to going to suit up for not fest. I did see that, and I wondered whether that's the difference. You know, that's the seven years because seven years ago that was probably me at Sandwave, or you know, whereas now I'm starting to think, yeah, I don't think it's me. I was talking to me, mate, well, Polky about that. I can't remember the last Sandwave when the last Sandwave was. Probably further or get further back than that, mate. They moved it to... The last one I went to was Flemington. Yep. But I just can't remember who was headlining. But I'm thinking at 53 I'm too old for those big festivals I used to love, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, just I, can't I was pro- in two minds about not fest and I'm like, looking at the list, I'm like, I'd go for Parkway. Um, I'd like to see Trivium again. And Megadeth, non Yeah, no, nah, nah. same, always been. And I've seen, I've seen Slipknot, so I don't know. Yeah, I've been. There's nothing really jumping out at me. Spirit Box, I'd like to see them. They've yeah, there's a few on the list I'll uh, check well, out, but hunt yeah, down, I'm going hunt for down, Parkway Drive. And hunt, down your favorite yeah. side, hunt down your favourite side show and I'll come with you. Yeah, well, see, they're not, a lot of the bands don't do the side shows now. They just drop in for the festivals mm, and fuck off again. Then they go. Yeah, no, not right. I'm off to the um, couple of weeks, the Black Crows, uh, reunited and touring their... Debut album, yeah, which in was its entirety from was start a kill, to finish. Yeah, killer album, which I'm excited for. Cause but that makes you feel good about your own choices when you've, you know, when those albums hold a special place, and all of a sudden, you know, the band go and celebrate that album. Yeah, you know? it's up there on the when, rack when did right that, now. When did yeah, that come out? Final up there. Uh, I want to say 1990, maybe 91. Well, just while we're reminiscing, uh, next on the list was. Uh, Pearl Jam Versus yep. turned 29 last month, so I've been listening to that. Bloody, you forget how good that shit is. It is a good album. But, um, the Grunge Bible podcast, I'll listen to that. Anyone? Yep. I mean, our intros are nothing to go it. by, but I was walking up the street one night a little bit worse for wear, I guess, shuffling myself home to Drummond Street, and I was singing Pearl Jam at the hmm. top of my lungs and started to sing along one block <laughs> behind me and one block in front of me. I got thrown out of 21 arms and I was out the front singing black <laughs> and someone said, I love that song. <laughs> like, you know, so that is a good song. A drunken me had leaned pretty heavy on Pearl Jam back in the day. I'm glad that bloke but he moved along, I reckon. <laughs> no, well, yeah, the Grunge Bible actually did a uh, did an episode, podcast episode, and they went through and and sort of spoke about every song on the on the album. So that was good. So that spurred a bit of interest in that. I've uh, that going for a little bit. 
Um, covered the Foo Fighters concert. The wifey got me on to, um, still not sure whether it's a band or whether it's a person, but just called Dorothy. Okay. Mm, check it out. Pretty good. Yep. Like uh, bluesy rock. She's got a real Stevie Nicks type voice vibe yeah. thing. Well, not he wouldn't say Stevie Nicks, but there's a few yep. few songs, but just real bluesy rock. Yeah. She's got a good voice. Dorothy, I'll check them out. Yeah, no, I'll check them out. Now, so, yeah, thanks to the wifey for that one. Yeah, thank you. 19... And I'm out for that well, music chat. Thank you, 1927, for providing <laughs> the uh, intro for today. And again, like, you know, I might, must have been able to sing better when I was channeling Pearl Jam on me drunken nights. But... Um, <laughs> Mark Muldray, new album. He's been sort of doing a bit of a fundraiser through Possible to open up his options for releasing his new album and that reflects back to our podcast playlist because we've got Mark Muldray in there, Australian artist, love his work. He's writing my funeral songs, I reckon, because, <laughs> yeah, no, that's the sort of impact he's had on me but saw him at Babushka. You know, there were three people there, I reckon, and he was... <laughs> The dogs bark, and every time he finished, he remembers that gig fondly. But he got a bit of babushka equipment in the studio right beside us, right here. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's the old digital snake from the. Very cool. Now I'm going to take us to what I assume is pre-industrial with some sampling thrown in. Sig Sig Sputnik. Oh fuck! Yep. Yep. Flaunt it. The album. No. I'm trying to think of that. Love, love missile. Was that the, that was the song? Yeah, that was their big song. Love yeah. missile. What year was that? Sex that, bomb, sex bomb boogie. Is that like a rip off of Love Gun? We're going back to eighty six or seven, I guess. Yeah, new wave. Yeah, new wave industrial. Yeah, dance. yeah. No, I've just put it down as pre-industrial, yeah. and you know, with sampling and stuff. But um, yeah, mate, I liked it. And at the same time, we're listening to Buddy, you know, the Cult. We're listening to Buddy Pink Floyd, but. The old Sig Sig Sputnik had a special place in the collection. So mm. there you go. So I reckon I might add some Sig Sig Sputnik to our buddy. You just like saying that. Scotty? Studio line. Oh, besides the Black Crows <laughs> and anything else? Getting excited about the Black Crows and re-listening to that. Um, the – no, actually, no. Nothing new. podcast – nothing new music-wise. Still in the podcast thing. Mm. No, that's Okay. Yep. Uh, you've brought some joy into our playlist, so you know we can <laughs> forgive you nothing new today. <laughs> and again, well, celebrate the Black Crows, hell yeah, because there's a lot of soul in that band. Did you did you go and listen to Lord Fuckwadzilla? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say that again. <laughs> yeah, nah. All good. Well, it no, seems I, like I, that's... I, I forgot to go and listen to it. To be honest, I better check it out. Yeah, yeah no, if... I definitely looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, That's wow. a podcast. Oh, yeah. No spoilers, mate. I'll let you go and check that. Yeah, I'll cover that on yourself. I forgot. Own. I completely forgot about it. Yeah, well, I've, is it yeah. on the list yet? Has that episode been? No. I'll, yeah, well, it yeah. should it should be on the list, but I thought maybe the ones that you mentioned you add into oh, our playlist. I'm, yeah, trying to keep up every now and again yeah. makes it hard. But Way behind all that. Yeah. No. Mm. All good. Mm. Well, that seems like an episode, Hud. Yep. Yeah, and what are you playing with right now, mate, at the moment? Still revamping the 34? Yeah, doing doing a bit on that as well. Yeah. Um, customer cars too. Yeah. Got a 34 Dodge sedan I'm doing, hot rod for a customer. And, yep. And rust in the next Y. So. <laughs> uh, Do you want to give you, <laughs> give you a little business a plug or what's the easiest way to get in touch yeah, with they, you? They, um, just, yeah, by uh, email or yep. Facebook. Just look up yeah. custom custom rides by HUD. I wrote it down. Yep. Yep. No, that's custom it. Builds custom, HUD. Builds custom builds by HUD. Custom builds by HUD. 
Hud Johnson. I think that's in the title. So, yeah, no, search it out. And, again, decent bloke, building bloody good cars and, you know, carrying those old school values forward that your old man instilled in you too, mate. Yeah, that's it. Just having a go, that's all we can do. Yeah, no, that's it. And I love the little special mentions into the old boy on the inside of the door and stuff too, the plaque. Yeah. Yeah, no. I just, and again, I just, I love that, you know, six. everyone knows I love an inline six, you know, and I think they were underutilised, but to have that as a summer Nats unveil car with a 250 cross flow in it, you know, hell yeah. Yeah. You know, changes the game a little. Yeah, that's it. And um, I'm a bit known for six cylinders we are, so... Yep. That's why the Valiant Project's going to stay six as well, just to keep on that. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah. No, you nice. Can, you can build a crazy, tough-looking car and put a six in it, and they're still tough, you know. Yep, that's uh, it. Uh, Kevin, shout out Kevin Simpson with his chop DH. Yeah, well, from... you look back in the day, everybody had tough Holdens or Greys or yeah. stuff like... I think I've mentioned all... in here before, a mate had a HX Prem he bought that was a deceased estate car, and it was like a really brownie... Oh, brownie burgundy sort of colour, really nice car. All he did was dropped it on its guts, put a set of armour lights on it and a half cage in it. But it's yeah. 1733 on the tree bench seat and we took it down to the Buddy Street Machine show at the exhibition buildings and as we're walking towards the building, I look back, there's four people around it and one bloke's trying to get his head under the front end to see what was in it. Yep. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> six-cylinder, three on the tree and the, probably the toughest-looking car in the car park, you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, no, there's something about those statements for sure that I really like, you know. So anyway, that's it. That's a wrap. Episode thirty. Three done. Episode thirty-three in the can. So episode thirty-four. Oh, there she is. We haven't even heard. We haven't even heard from the lovely Joe. Hi, Joe. How are you? Yeah, going really well, Joe. What do you want to tell us about your car life while we got an opportunity? Oh, well, Hud and I knew each other as teenagers, and we used to race motor carners back in the day. Yep. Um, I had a cams license when I was twelve. Yep. And um, yeah, used to. We used to race out at the local speedway here. Yep. Um, and yeah, Hud and I've always known each. I've never ever been romantic, but just always good friends. And yep. I was the first one to come, and he came and saw with his blue Ford when he got his license when yep. he was sixteen. Yep. Um, yeah. So we sort of both had our adult lives, and then sadly, the same. It's a really bizarre coincidence, but the day that Hud's dad passed away. Yep. Um, well, sorry, I'm going to jump back a little bit. I was a skin cancer nurse, so I used to see Hud a lot because Hud suffers badly with skin cancer. Oh, that's what cancer. we haven't got into either, the fact that while pushing that 34 forward, you've been through surgeries on skin cancer and treatments. Radiation and, and stuff. Yeah, he yeah. had radiation and yeah. the beginning of uh, lockdown he had radiation and then during the build of the 34 he had another bad result and, yeah, three weeks out from summer that he's having half his eyebrow cut out. Yeah. Yeah, that sort of put it. But, um, yeah, so I used to see Hud a lot over the years as a skin cancer nurse. Yep. He used to always talk about cars because I was always into cars. And um, sadly, the day that his dad passed away, I was actually at the hospital and saw his dad come in as a patient and thought, holy hell, that's Rod, you know. And then yeah. I looked up and here's Hud standing there with my husband saying, I should go say something to them, you know, like that's, his dad's just passed away, you know, like yeah. not knowing that my speedway racing husband yep. is going to pass away three months later. Wow. Shit. So mm. um, he, he woke up confused and was dead six weeks later from brain cancer. 
Bloody wow. hell. And now, um, fast forward a year and a half, and I went to Cars and Coffee, which is the local thing here in Dubbo. Yep. Um, by myself because I went into cars and I saw HUD and I said, look, I'm sorry about your dad, told him about me being at the hospital. Yeah. And he had heard about my husband passing away and, yeah, we just came back together as old friends talking about grief and yep. loss. Yep. And, yeah, next thing you know, we're engaged and married hmm. and <laughs> building cars in the shed. So how long have you guys been together now? Uh, four years. Four years. Yeah. And... You, and Hard, would you would you call Joe a bit of a catalyst for getting the thirty four finish, for getting things across the yeah, line? Do you was, think? Um, yeah, it was Joe was, and then plus um, I had Owen Webb call in too. Yeah, Owen knew about the story of someone else judging. Yeah, um, that's like twelve months out from someone else. He called in and said, "I want to have the thirty four as an unveil," and that was like to get me to get onto it and get mm. past the issue I had with the car. Yeah. He seems to do. He seems to do a bit of that running around in the background, doesn't he, Owen Webb? He does. I think People he's got. Don't no, know how much he does do. I think there's another car he's working with now. I can't think of it right now, but I did see it mentioned as well. It's set for an unveil in some, yeah. a post the other day. But well, when I ran into HUD, like I wasn't looking for a relationship. You know, like I just lost lost my husband, and yeah, you know, I wasn't in that frame of mind, mm. and I missed the shed noise because my late husband was, like I said, he raced Speedway, so he was always in the shed. Yeah. And um, I just missed the shed noise. Yep. You know, and I said to Hud, can I just come and sit on the milk crate in the corner of the shed and just, you know, and Hud was struggling. He was trying to work on the car, but, you know, he he had, you know, so many emotions with that car because he's father passed away in it yeah so, so and then yeah, even the up. photo of the photo of you had sitting up in the boot with no shoes on and stuff like yeah. it, it just well, so, I'm, well i'm the one who got him out of the boot and couldn't save him so yeah and then you, of, yeah and then you are either you are up picking the pieces up in the boot yep. you know it's just unbelievable it's Look, yeah, Hud was so disappointed that he didn't get the car finished for the summer nets, but it was such an emotional journey yeah. you know like to work, like, just to be in that boot and working in that mm. space. Yeah. You know, like, Hud has a very big love-hate relationship with his car. Yeah. You know, like, so where he, is he the, loves it. Where's the car built at now? If It wasn't obviously finished for Summonats, so where? It was enough to get to Summonats. Yep. Um, the car's still here, like, um, but I've changed it up a bit from what it was now. Yep. Because it's still so hard to look at the car. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the way Dad wanted. Yeah. yeah. And then me and Mum's decided we're changing it up again just to get away from that. Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. Like, even to what Dad wanted, it's still, you go to the shed every day, it's still... Yeah. Still Dad looking at it. Dad looking. So Mum said to me, um, can we change it up a bit? So that's what we're doing, changing uh, the... Yeah, very good. ...drive and the mm. oils and a few other bits and pieces. And yep. yeah, so hard build it to how his dad wanted it. Yep. Um, but... To walk in the shed and still see it like that's still too emotional. Yep. So we're Changed. totally taking it in a different direction and moving away from it and make it into Hud's car now. So, yeah, no, that's really cool yeah. too. Because yeah, again, you know, you can't be, you know, son of Rod. You are Hud Johnson, yeah. and you are out there kicking goals, mate. You need to be celebrated for your effort. You pretty know. sure your old man wouldn't have cared. No, well, that's what we're known for too. Changing the car up yeah. again, like. 
the yeah. following year. So. Yeah, the same, same as the old XL back in the day. You yep. know? Sounds same like as, a same as plan. The, same as the yeah, X-Dub. Here we are celebrating X-Dub Falcons. But that one, you know, if you built that car today, I'd love to see how people would deal with that car, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's still, it was a con- <laughs> still got a lot of talking about too. Yeah, it was controversial at the time. Yeah, even the grill and that people didn't like. And again, you can not not everyone has to like the same things, but it's how you re, how you react in that moment that defines a person. Oh, you just you may not like that part of the car, but you appreciate what the bloke's gone through to build it. Or yeah, or you just you know, go and walk, or you or, or you walk across the car park and you go and look at that one you like the look of. You know, you just leave that one to the people who yeah. care, and you go off and find something else. You know, it's not that hard. Walk it's, on by, son. Walk on by, says Scotty. <laughs> um. That we're, I'm also really, we're really pushing for HUD to build his own car now that's just a HUD build and yep. that's where he wants to do this Valiant because it's so out there and so, yeah. like HUD's all about the detail, like the finer detail and he's never ever built just a full-on show car that, because that was the other thing with his dad and yeah. himself that every car they built, they drove to the Summonat. Mm, they yeah. still got in the top 60, top 20 and they drove them there. Yeah, you know, that's it. He's never driven, that's he's never built a car that he didn't drive. You know, he wants to have a full show car. Yeah. And it would be good to get his name out. And, that, yeah, when I met HUD, didn't have a mobile phone, no social media. You know, the, if you got in contact with him, it was on the landline stand in the hallway. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I've known HUD for a long time and his dad, and they said, you just got to get out there. Like, they were... Masters of their own creation. Yeah, well, that tribute you know, like video, that tribute video you yeah. did, Joe. Like, I've, I've recommended that to a few people, but I've told them all, make sure you got a box of tissues nearby. Oh yeah, it makes you cry. <laughs> well, one of the members of Custom Cars, I said that wrecked me like straight away. It was just like, yeah, you no, know, and it, you can definitely feel the journey. But again, yeah. now it's time to just yeah, just stomp. Yeah, you know, and well, it's now hard time, and we really like the um, Rose Hill. Um, yeah. Hot Rodder next that Hot, hot Rod Expo at Rose Hill. Oh, that looks awesome. That does look yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I'd like Hud to get, take a, you know, take his car there and, and sort of step away from the Summonets because sadly, even when we unveiled the car, the Summonets aren't the same anymore for Hud without his dad because he's had such a long history. Yeah. 30 years of going there with dad. It was going with dad that made it memorable. Yep. You know, so sadly... Yeah, try well, and... We'll still be going there. Oh, yeah, yeah, still going, but it's just not going to be yeah, the same. Yeah, it just doesn't so, feel the same as it did. No. You know? no, I can totally understand that too. Geez, they had some... They've got some good stories. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, we had, a com- uh, we had a conversation with Chad Ribbons too around, like, as much as he's celebrating that HD ute that he built to honour his dad, every now and again <laughs> he's just a bit sad that dad's not there to see it. You know, yeah. and that's the quiet exactly. moments. That's when they're not patting you on the back and handing you trophies. That's when you're just back home or you're back in the shed on your own yep. space and that's when that stuff, you know, lands on you, I guess. So, yeah, no, no, absolutely blown away to have you guys on board for this. That's for sure. Thank you for doing it. No, nah, no worries at all. It's absolutely our pleasure. I'm not the best talker. Nah, none of us are, mate. None of us are. I'm not the best singer. Most, most people, people can get through my intro and still stay in for the episode. You know, I reckon we're going all right. Moses <laughs> makes up for most of the talking, guys. So. <laughs> I've probably come in a bit heavy on this one. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Nah, really appreciate your time, guys. Nah, it'd be definitely it's great, great to see us in person before too long as well, you know. Yeah, as I say, welcome. Yeah, no, yeah. we've got an affinity. Yeah, with me brother Hud for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no worries at all, guys.
Thanks, guys. This is where we usually this is usually where we clap so Scotty knows where to cut, and then we just sort of linger off into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a podcast. Mm.